Conclusion Now I am come to the conclusion of this work. My heart is troubled to think how I will leave you. I fear that even after all this, the flesh will still deceive you. The world and the devil will keep you asleep, and I will leave you as I found you, until you awaken hell. Although I write this in care of your poor souls, I am afraid of this as I know the obstinacy of a carnal heart. However, I can say with the prophet Jeremiah that the Lord knows I have not desired this woeful day. Jeremiah 17, verse 16. I have not, with James and John, desired that fire might come down from heaven to consume those who refuse Jesus Christ. Luke 9, verse 54. Rather, all this time I have been trying to prevent you from spending your eternity in the eternal fire. I wish that this had not been necessary. I wish that God in your conscience might have been as willing to spare me this labor as some of you could have been. Dear friends, I am so unwilling for you to lie in everlasting fire and to be shut out of heaven, if it is possible to prevent it, that I will ask you once more what you now resolve to do. Will you turn or will you die? I look upon you as a physician looks upon his patient who has a dangerous disease and who says to him, Although the disease is far advanced, simply take this medicine and abstain from these few things that are harmful to you, and you will live. But if you will not do this, you will die. What would you think of such a person if the physician and all the friends he has cannot persuade him to take one medicine to save his life? or to give up one or two poisonous things that would kill him. This is your situation. No matter how far you are gone in sin, simply now turn, come to Christ, and take His remedies, and your soul will live. Give up your deadly sins by repentance, and do not return to the poisonous vomit any more, and you will do well. If we only had to deal with your body, we might partly know what to do for you. Although you would not consent, you could still be held down or bound while the medicine was poured down your throat, and hurtful things could be kept from you. However, this cannot be done in regard to your soul. We cannot convert you against your will. We cannot carry madmen to heaven in chains. You may be condemned against your will because you sinned with your will but you cannot be saved against your will. The wisdom of God has thought proper to place people's salvation or destruction exceedingly much upon the choice of their own will, so that no one will go to heaven who did not choose the way to heaven, and no one will go to hell who will not be obligated to say, I have what I chose. My own will brought me here. If I could only get you to be willing, to be thoroughly, resolvedly, and habitually willing, the work would be more than half done. Must we lose our friends, and must they lose their God, their happiness, and their souls for lack of this? God forbid. It is a strange thing to me that people are so unnatural and foolish in the greatest matters who in lesser things are civil and courteous and good neighbors. 
For all I know, I have the love of all, or almost all, of my neighbors, so that if I would send to any person in the town, parish, or county, and make a reasonable request of them, they would grant it to me. Yet when I come to request of them the greatest matter in the world, for themselves and not for me, many of them give me nothing but a patient hearing. I do not know whether people think a man in the pulpit is very sincere or not, and that he means what he says, for I think I have many neighbors who would believe me, and consider what I say if I were sitting familiarly with them and telling them what I have seen and done or known in the world. But when I tell them from the infallible word of God what they themselves will see and know in the world to come, they show by their lives that they either do not believe it or do not much consider it. If I met any of them on the way and told them that there's a coal pit over there, or there is quicksand, or there are thieves lying in wait for them, I could persuade them to turn aside. But when I tell them that Satan lies in wait for them, that sin is poison to them, and that hell is not a matter to be joked about, they go on as if they did not hear me. Truly, neighbors, I am as sincere with you in the pulpit as I am in any friendly conversation, and if you will ever pay attention to what I say, please let it be here. I do not think that there is one person here who would not be willing to save my soul if it were in your power to do so, although I cannot promise that you would leave your sins for it. Tell me, you drunkard, are you so cruel to me that you would not go without a few glasses of alcohol if you knew it would save my soul from hell? Would you rather have me burn there forever than for you to live soberly as other people do? If so, may I not say that you are an unmerciful monster and not a man? If I came hungry or naked to one of your doors, would you not part with more than a glass of alcohol to help me? I am confident you would. If it were to save my life, I know that some of you would risk your own lives. And yet, will you not be prevailed upon to part with your worldly pleasures for your own salvation? Would you give up a hundred glasses of alcohol to save my life, if it were in your power? And will you not do it to save your own soul? I profess to you that I am as fervently begging with you today for the saving of your own souls as I would be for my own needs if I were forced to come begging to your doors. Therefore, if you would hear me then, hear me now. If you would show compassion to me then, be convinced now to have compassion on yourselves. I do again plead with you as if it were on my bended knees that you would listen to your Redeemer, and turn, that you may live. All you who have lived in ignorance, carelessness, and presumption to this day, all you who have been drowned in the cares of the world, and have no concern regarding God and eternal glory, all you who are enslaved to your fleshly desires of food and alcohol, sports, and lusts, all you who do not know the necessity of holiness and were never acquainted with the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit upon your souls, all you who have never embraced your blessed Redeemer with a living faith 
and with admiring and thankful appreciation of His love. And you who have never felt a greater appreciation for God in heaven and a warmer love to them than to your fleshly prosperity and the things below, I earnestly plead with you, not only for my sake, but for the Lord's sake and for your soul's sake, that you do not go on one more day in your former condition. But look around you and cry to God for converting grace so that you may be made new creatures and may escape the torment that is just a little before you. If you will ever do anything for me, grant me this request. Turn from your evil ways and live. Deny me anything that I will ever ask you for myself if you will only grant me this. If you deny me this, I do not care for anything else that you would give me. If you would ever do anything at the request of the Lord who made you and redeemed you, do not deny him this. For if you deny him this, he cares for nothing else that you will give him. If you would ever have him hear your prayers, grant your requests, and help you at the hour of death and on the day of judgment, or in any of your crises, do not deny his request now, in the day of your prosperity. Believe that death and judgment and heaven and hell are other matters when you get near to them than they seem to be to carnal eyes a long distance away. If you believed this, you would hear such a message as I bring you now with a more awakened, reverent heart. Although I cannot hope so well of all people, I will hope that some of you by this time are intending to turn and live. I hope that some of you are ready to ask me what the Jews asked Peter when they were pricked in their hearts and said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Acts 2 verse 37 You might say, How may we come to be truly converted? We are willing if we would only know our duty. God forbid that we should choose destruction by refusing conversion, as we have done until now. If these are the thoughts and intents of your hearts, I say of you as God did of a promising people, they have well said all that they have spoken. Oh, that there was such a heart in them, that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always. Deuteronomy 5, verses 28 through 29. Your intents are good. Oh, that there were simply a heart in you to perform these purposes. In the hope of this, I will gladly give you direction as to what to do, and will do so briefly so that you may more easily remember it and do it. Direction 1 If you desire to be converted and saved, strive to understand the necessity and true nature of conversion. For what, from what, to what, and by what it is that you must turn. Consider what a regrettable condition you are in until the hour of your conversion, so that you may see that it is not a condition you should be content in. You are under the guilt of all the sins that you ever committed, and you are under the wrath of God and the curse of His law. You are bond slaves to the devil. You are daily employed in his work against the Lord, yourselves and others. You are spiritually dead and distorted 
as being destitute of the holy life, nature, and likeness of the Lord. You are unfit for any holy work, and you do nothing that is truly pleasing to God. You are without any promise or assurance of His protection, and you live in continual danger of His justice, not knowing what hour you may be taken away to hell. You are most certain to be damned if you die in that condition, and nothing short of conversion can prevent it. No matter what civilities or virtues you have, and no matter what changes you make, you are short of true conversion. And these things will never procure the saving of your soul. Keep the true sense of this natural misery, and also of the necessity of conversion on your heart. You must understand what it is to be converted. It is to have a new heart and nature, and a new way of life. First, consider for what you must turn. You must turn for the following reasons, and you may attain each objective. 1. You will immediately be made living members of Christ. You will have an interest in Him. You will be renewed after the image of God, and you will be adorned with all His graces. You will be made alive with a new and heavenly life. You will be saved from the tyranny of Satan and the dominion of sin. You will be justified from the curse of the law, and you will have forgiveness of all the sins of your entire life. You will be accepted by God. You will be made His child, and you will have liberty with boldness to call Him Father. You can go to Him in prayer with all your needs, with a promise of acceptance. You will have the Holy Spirit to dwell in you, to sanctify you, and to guide you. You will have part in the brotherhood, communion, and prayers of the saints. You will be equipped for God's service. You will be freed from the dominion of sin. You will be useful and a blessing to the place where you live. You will have the promise of this life and of that which is to come. You will lack nothing that is truly good for you, and you will be enabled to bear your necessary afflictions. You may have some taste of communion with God in the Spirit, especially in all holy ordinances where God prepares a feast for your souls. You will be an heir of heaven while you live on earth, and you may foresee by faith the everlasting glory, and so you may live and die in peace. No matter how low you are, your happiness will be incomparably greater than your misery. How precious is every one of these blessings, which I only briefly mention and which, in this life, you may receive. 2. At death, your soul will go to Christ, and at the day of judgment both soul and body will be justified and glorified and will enter into your Master's joy, where your happiness will consist in these specific details. a. You will be perfected yourselves. Your mortal body will be made immortal, and the incorruptible will put on incorruption. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 53. You will no more be hungry, thirsty, weary, or sick, nor will you need to fear shame, sorrow, death, or hell. Your soul will be perfectly freed from sin and perfectly suited for the knowledge, love, and praises of the Lord. B. Your work will be to behold your glorified Redeemer, 
with all your holy fellow citizens of heaven, to see the glory of the most blessed God, to love Him perfectly, to be beloved by Him, and to praise Him everlastingly. See, your glory will contribute to the glory of the new Jerusalem, the city of the living God, which is more than to have a private blessing to yourselves. D. Your glory will contribute to glorifying your Redeemer, who will everlastingly be magnified and pleased in you who are the travail of his soul. Isaiah 53, verse 11. And this is more than glorifying yourself. E. The eternal majesty, the living God, will be glorified in your glory as he is magnified by your praises, as he communicates his glory and goodness to you, and as he is pleased in you and in his Son, as well as in the accomplishment of his glorious work in the glory of the new Jerusalem. Even the poorest beggar among you who is converted will certainly and endlessly enjoy all this. Two, you must understand from what you must turn. In a word, you must turn from your carnal self. Pleasing the carnal self is the goal of all who are unconverted. You must turn from the flesh that wants to be pleased instead of God, even though it still entices you. You must turn from the world, which is the bait, and from the devil who fishes for souls and is the deceiver. You must turn from all known and intentional sins. 3. You must know to what you must turn. You must turn to God as your goal, to Christ as the way to the Father, to holiness as the way appointed for you by Christ, and to the use of all the helps and means of grace provided to you by the Lord. 4. Lastly, you must know by what you must turn. You must turn by Christ as the only Redeemer and Intercessor, by the Holy Spirit as the Sanctifier, by the Word as His instrument or means, and by faith and repentance as the means and duties on your part to be performed. All of this is of necessity. Direction 2 If you want to be converted and saved, then be much in private, serious contemplation. Lack of this type of serious thought and contemplation troubles the world. Withdraw yourselves often into isolated seclusion and there reflect upon the reason why you were made, of the life you have lived, of the time you have lost, and of the sins you have committed. Meditate upon the love, sufferings, and fullness of Christ. Think much about the danger you are in, of the nearness of death and judgment, of the certainty and excellency of the joys of heaven, of the certainty and terror of the torments of hell, and of the eternity of both. Contemplate the necessity of conversion and a holy life. Occupy your hearts in such considerations as these. Direction 3 If you want to be converted and saved, Read and heed the Word of God, which is the ordinary means. Read the Scripture, or hear it read, and other holy writings that apply it. Constantly attend the public preaching of the Word from godly men. Just as God will lighten the world by the sun, and not by Himself without it, 
so he will convert and save people by his ministers, who are the lights of the world. Matthew 5, verse 14. Acts 26, verses 17 through 18. After God had miraculously humbled Paul, he sent Ananias to him. Acts 9, verses 10 through 11. And when he had sent an angel to Cornelius, it was simply to tell him to send for Peter, who must tell him what to believe and do. Acts 10. Direction 4. Give yourselves to God in a course of earnest, constant prayer. Confess and lament your former life, and beg Him for His grace to illuminate and convert you. Earnestly ask Him to forgive what is past, to give you His Spirit, to change your heart and life, to lead you in His ways, and to save you from temptation. Pursue this work daily and do not be weary of it. Direction 5. Immediately give up your known and willful sins. Take a stand and go that way no longer. Be drunk no more, but avoid the very occasion of it. Cast away your lusts and sinful pleasures with abhorrence. Curse and swear and blaspheme no more. If you have wronged anyone, make restoration as Zacchaeus did. Luke 19 verse 8. If you will continue to commit your old sins, what blessing can you expect on the means for conversion? Direction 6. If possible, immediately change your company, if it is bad company, and not by forsaking your necessary relations, but by leaving your unnecessary sinful companions. Instead, join yourselves with those who fear the Lord and ask them about the way to heaven. Psalm 15, verse 4. Acts 9, verse 26. Direction 7. Deliver yourselves up to the Lord Jesus as the physician of your souls, so that he may pardon you by his blood and sanctify you by his Spirit and by his word and ministers, the instruments of the Spirit. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by him. John 14, verse 6. Nor is there any other name under heaven by which you can be saved. Acts 4, verse 12. Study, therefore, his person and nature. Study what he has done for you, what he is to you, what he will be, and how he is ready and able to fully supply all your necessities. Direction 8. If you truly intend to turn and live, do it quickly and without delay. If you are not willing to turn today, you are not willing to do it at all. Remember that all this time you are in your sins, under the guilt of many thousand transgressions and under God's wrath. You stand at the very brink of hell. There is only a step between you and death. 1 Samuel 20, verse 3. This is not a condition for anyone in his right mind to be quiet in. Rise up quickly, then, and run for your lives, just as you would run out of your house if it were on fire. Oh, if you only knew in what continual danger you live, what daily unspeakable loss you sustain, and what a safer and sweeter life you could live, you would not remain unconcerned, but you would quickly turn. Multitudes fail who deliberately delay when they are convinced that it must be done. Your lives are short 
and uncertain. What a sad situation you are in if you die before you fully turn. You have stayed away too long already, and you have wronged God too long. Sin gains strength while you delay. Your conversion will grow increasingly difficult and doubtful. You have much to do. Therefore do not put it all off to the end for fear that God may forsake you and give you up to yourselves, for then you will be ruined forever. Direction 9 If you will turn and live, do so sincerely, completely, and fully. Do not think that you can negotiate with Christ and divide your heart between Him and the world, that you can part with some sins and keep the rest, and that you can let go only of that which your flesh can spare. This is only deceiving yourself. In resolve and in heart, you must forsake all that you have, or else you cannot be His disciples. Luke 14, verses 26 and 33. If you will not take God and heaven for your portion, if you will not lay everything in this life at the feet of Christ, but you want to hold on to your good things here and have an earthly portion, if God and glory are not enough for you, then it is in vain to dream of salvation on these terms, for it will not be. No matter how religious you seem to be, if it is only a worldly righteousness, and if the flesh's prosperity, pleasure, or safety are still exceptions in your devotedness to God, this is as certain a way to death as open atheism, even though it is more convincing. Direction 10 If you will turn and live, do it determinedly, and do not stand still and deliberate, as if it were a doubtful case. Do not stand around wavering as if you are uncertain whether God or the flesh is the better master, whether sin or holiness is the better way, or whether heaven or hell is the better result. Away with your former lusts, and immediately, unceasingly, and wholeheartedly resolve. Do not be of one mind one day and of another mind the next, but be done with the world, and resolvedly, Give up yourselves and all that you have to God. Now, while you are reading or hearing this, resolve. Before you sleep another night, resolve. Before you move from this place, decide. Before Satan has time to distract you or entice you to change your mind, take a stand for God. You will never truly turn until you resolve and do so with a firm, unchangeable decision. Now I have done my part in this work so that you may turn at the call of God and live. What will become of it, I cannot tell. I have cast the seed at God's command, but it is not in my power to give the increase. I can go no further with my message. I cannot take it to your heart, nor can I make it work. I cannot do your part for you, which is to receive it and consider it nor can I do God's part by opening your heart to cause you to contemplate it. I cannot show heaven or hell to your sight, nor give you new and tender hearts. If I knew what more I could do for your conversion, I hope I would do it. Closing Prayer O you, who are the gracious Father of spirits, 
you have declared that you do not delight in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn and live. Do not deny your blessing to these persuasive arguments and directions, and do not allow your enemies to triumph in your sight. Let not the great deceiver of souls prevail against your Son, your Spirit, and your Word. Have mercy on these poor, unconverted sinners who have no hearts to have compassion on themselves or help themselves. Command the blind to see, the deaf to hear, and the dead to live, and do not let sin and death be able to resist you. Awaken the secure, resolve the unresolved, and strengthen the wavering. Let the eyes of sinners who read these lines be next engaged in weeping over their sins. Bring them to themselves and to your Son before their sins have brought them to eternal hell. If you only say the word, these poor efforts will prosper to the winning of many souls to their everlasting joy and your everlasting glory. Amen.